0: Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number 1 best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Craft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like are you an overbuyer or underbuyer, a morning person or night person, Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack. A quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between and this season of the podcast they cover seasons 3 and 4 of True Blood uh, where there's more werewolves witches and vampire royalty on the show. Plus I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here and one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. It's a holiday week. I hope you're all enjoying your summer holiday with friends and family, and I'm not doing a traditional Real Housewives of Orange County recap this week because of that, however— we're basically doing a recap because I got Gina from The Real House of Orange County on the podcast this week. And we talked after I watched this week's episode where they're in Montana. At the end of the episode, Gina has a little bit of a meltdown over the situation between Jen and Ryan, the new housewife and fidelity and cheating and all of that. And so I got to talk to Gina about a lot of that stuff about the season about welcoming Tamara back where she stands with Heather and Shannon, uh, the whole kitten caboodle. And Gina's never been on the podcast before. And so I was a little nervous because, of course, I lovingly referred to her as Casita on the podcast. So I decided when we hopped on the Zoom that I should ask her and check to see, is it okay that I call you Casita on the podcast? And let me tell you, I was nervous. Luckily, though, you guys will find out the answer to that question. And so much more when I play the chat with Gina. You can also Watch this over on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. And when it comes to all of these nicknames, I just want to put out a silly podcast that makes people laugh, right? I'm not trying to be mean-spirited or hurt anyone's feelings. And I say that because we're about to talk about another nickname over in Beverly Hills. That's right, Splits. Kyle, the Splits Richards announced a separation from her husband, Maurice. (laughs) That's right, People.com reported over the holiday. I think it was right before July 4th. There's already a lot of other fireworks going on, and then we had to deal with the fireworks from Splits Richards over in Beverly Hills, announcing a separation. And so People Magazine actually was the one who made this announcement. They put out an article about it, and then Splits Richards released her own statement. And I'm going to read her statement. She put this on her Instagram, and so did Mauricio. She says, in regards to the news that came out about us today, any claims regarding us divorcing are untrue. However, yes, we have had a rough year the most challenging one of our marriage, but we both love and respect each other tremendously. There has been no wrongdoing on anyone's part. Although we are in the public eye, we ask to be able to work through our issues privately. While it may be entertaining to speculate, please do not create false stories to fit a further salacious narrative. Thank you for the love and support, Kyle and Mauricio. And what does this all mean? Is this just hype for the new season? His show was also picked up on Netflix. Is that just being hyped? Is this all a PR stunt? Is this real? And we had reported on the show all these rumors that were coming out last week. I told you guys about this on Everything Iconic. And now uh, this whole thing comes out. And In terms of Kyle and Mauricio's statement, I don't think they were saying, like, no, they're not separating. I think they were trying to say, no, they're not divorcing. But obviously, we're going to have to piece through all this information. We're going to have to go to bravotv.com to find out more, because I have so many more questions. And I don't know if this is going to be addressed on next season. I had heard that next season maybe addresses some problems in Kyle and Mauricio's marriage, but I don't know how deep we're going to go on the show over the past however many seasons of Beverly Hills. I feel like this is a topic that has come up time and time again with tabloids. Remember, there was allegations that Lisa Vanderpump and Brandy had put tabloids in someone's suitcase about Mauricio and Kyle. And there's all these uh, accusations that have flown around throughout the years. And so I don't know if they're really going to get into it. There's a couple things that I'm really hopeful about. First of all, It seems that, other than this storyline, we don't know a whole lot about Beverly Hills. And even the next season, I mean, and even this little information that we have, we still don't really know a whole ton. It's seeming pretty ambiguous, right? The People article, People doesn't just write a bunch of stories without accurate sources or without sourcing some of it, I don't think. I mean, there are a lot of outlets that just put out stuff willy-nilly, but I don't know that People magazine usually is doing that without confirmation in some level. So that's interesting to me, that we don't have quite concrete information yet about Splitz's marriage. And so we're going to have to just wait and tune in, and maybe it'll be exciting because it'll all be a surprise this season. Or maybe there'll be more and more leaks as we lead towards the season to get us all to tune in. But one thing is for certain, it did take hold of the Bravo fandom in a way that I don't think anything has since Skandaval, at least. Skandaval was obviously this much bigger story but the Kyle and Mauricio news, I feel like, hit us like a ton of bricks. Again, it was like fireworks going off left, right, and center with the July 4th and then this information because the news comes out. And then I felt like everyone was – I got so many texts that day. People I haven't heard from in 100 years have texting me like, what do you think about Kyle and Mauricio? And so I was just – I was at a barbecue the one day this weekend, and I had to go inside the house, not only because it was too hot, but also because my phone was blown up with all these texts. And then, of course, my friend came in the room and was like, what are you doing in the house? I'm like, it's too fucking hot out, ladies. <laughs> I snapped, I snapped, but really, I said it was too hot up. but really I was just like too stressed with all this information, because when the housewife news drops, it gets so intense, my phone overheats, and I'm just texting... 100 people. It's like cousins, family members coming out of the woodwork. They are just like, do you hear about Kyle and Mauricio? And I'm like, I got to text. We got to text about this. We got to discuss our feelings as we're moving through this because Kyle and Mauricio have been a stable marital presence on the show for so long. So the idea that maybe their marriage isn't working out, that's a blow to all of us. Not to mention there are all these other rumors who, who I had talked about on the show a little bit last week because there were matching tattoos. And that's where all the gossip is going about uh, this woman who's, I think, a country singer. And I don't know, you guys will have to look it all up because there's lots of information, and I'm not a news outlet either, so don't come to me for news. You come to me when you want to hear me sing some share. Well, I know that I'll get through this. And we'll get through this. We will get through this, but I'm not the news outlet, so you got to go check all these rumors. If you haven't heard them You can go Google it or something. I don't know. But we don't know any information. We're just going to have to wait and see. I do hope that Kyle and Kathy and Kim film at least one scene. I saw other rumors that saying they were maybe going to bring the cameras back up because they had wrapped filming of the next season of The Real House of Beverly Hills, and much like what happened with Vanderpump Rules, where they started filming again after the scandal I, I don't know if that's true or not. Bravo hasn't said that, but it seems like that would make sense because the season isn't I don't think, in the can, as they say, or I don't think it's fully edited and ready to go. So maybe they're picking up cameras. Maybe they're shuffling through the footage they already got. And I like this new era of Bravo doing this because I think one of the problems with reality TV, and we've uh, seen it happen with something like the Kardashians or or any of our Bravo shows, is sometimes we find out these storylines so far in advance that when they finally play out on the show, we're already exhausted by all of it. And so I like the idea that we pick cameras back up and that the things start airing more closely to the events happening. Obviously, they're not going to be in real time always, but it is nice uh, to have stuff where it's not like a year-long break, right? Because sometimes I think what was happening on the Kardashian show, I think especially when they were on E!, and I still to this day, but it's like you hear these big scandals about the family or about the relationship dynamics – and then a year has passed, and it's finally airing on the TV show. And it's like, well, I've already moved past that. You know, we're quick. We don't have the attention span. Uh, our Bravo fans in particular, reality TV junkies, we don't have long attention spans, right? So we, even when the scandal all this stuff was happening, it's like, once we have a couple month break, we're going to forget all about them people, right? Like, we, I don't even remember those people's names over there in West Hollywood, right? Like I have completely forgotten about all the players over there. But when it was happening, it was intense, and so we have a short attention span. And so I need these storylines uh, quick to be uh, happening in real time and then airing not too much later. Not too much later. So I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. And I, I, of course, they have a big family. And so we want the best for Splits Richards and Mauricio and the, the daughters. We want everyone to be doing well. We want the best for the families. And I always thought they did have a good marriage. I thought they did. But what do I know? What do I know? I mean, Mauricio is actually part of one of my uh, one of the most important marriages in television history. And, of course, I'm referring to Nick and Jessica on Newlyweds. That's right, because Mauricio actually appeared on Newlyweds. Does anyone know this? Mauricio went on a vacation uh, on Newlyweds. I don't think Kyle was there. It was like a guy's trip. This is an old episode. You have to find it online. But... Uh, he went on a trip. He was friends with Nick Lachey, my arch nemesis. So he was vacationing with Nick Lachey. So I've always had my doubts about him. I've always had my doubts about him because he was friends with Nick. Obviously Lachey, who now hosts that other show with Vanessa, uh, Love is Blind. And so I've always had, I've always had my eye on that one. And now that we're finding out more information, I still, I got an even stronger eye, right? So it was almost like I had a little lazy eye on him. And now I'm like full direct center on Mauricio. I'm watching him and he better not fuck around with Kyle and them daughters. I'm not sure that anything happened that was bad. Obviously, Kyle and Mauricio put out a statement that said there was no wrongdoing. But we don't know. We don't know. These people, we're going to just have to wait and watch what happens live. BravoTV.com for more information. Anyway, uh, I want to leave you with this chat with Gina. I really think it's an excellent chat. I loved t- talking to her. I could have... Talk to her for even longer. We had limited time together. I had so many questions I didn't get to, but tried to get as much juice as possible. And I think, I think we did it. Uh, we'll be back later next week with recaps of the real houses of Orange County, normal recaps. And then also a lot of you have been asking about the end, just like that recaps. I recapped episode one and two, uh, before the holiday. And then I'll be uh, recapping episode three and four coming very soon. So stay tuned to the podcast feed. Those are coming. Uh, thank you all. Come see me on tour. EverythingIconic.com is where you can go for tour tickets. There are still tickets available for Nashville, San Francisco, and what's the other one? D.C. still has tickets available, and Cleveland, the hometown, which is going to be kicking off the tour. I'm so excited. EverythingIconic.com. A lot of those tickets are sold out already, so get them at EverythingIconic.com for October. We're going to be recapping whatever's going on. It's going to be really fun. And uh the tour stuff is uh, is really a great time. If you've seen the Everything Iconic live show, we have a good time. We have some laughs and we get a little messy and it all stays within the confines of those live tour rooms. So come see me, everythingiconic.com. Get my new book, it's on pre order at uh wherever you get your books. It's called the Jolliest Bunch. And with all of that said, thank you to ACAST and we'll be right back with Gina from the Real Housewives of Orange County. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe. And that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet. And that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking... Uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, Again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Quince, dot com slash iconic to unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code iconic all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, you all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in L.A. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live and it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Gina, I just watched this week's episode literally right before we started recording here. Uh, but before we get into all of that, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. I'm a little tired because it is, you know, post-4th of July is. And honestly, it's interesting to me because now I'm like, I don't even know how I live my life and functioned when I was drinking because just as you get older, staying up late is is difficult it like wrecks me
0: yeah i don't drink much anymore either and i find that when i do even just the smallest amount of alcohol i feel like i get that hate hang- that like empty stomach hangover feeling which yeah. i don't love how is wait so are you like california sober was that the thing i read yeah i'm california
1: okay. sober yeah i'm not like i'm not like you know And no offense to anybody who is, you know, I think it's great. Everybody who wants to represent that and stuff, but it's not like I'm really trying to be like sober, sober. I'm just trying to find the things that work for me and eliminate the things that don't.
0: Right. Right. Uh, Gina, do you mind that I call you Casita? I don't know if you know this, but do you know this?
1: Actually, Danny, I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to bring this up too, because in all honesty, I had no idea that was happening. And then two different people, one of which was a peer of yours, brought this up and asked me, not in like a going after you way, just like in a, but do you mind kind of way. And so I was like, I really let things roll off my back and stuff. But then when it was brought to me, I was kind of like, wait a minute but how is this being rolled out? Is it, you know, I think it depends on how you have been using it because to me, like I get it. You know, we all have to be made fun of. I've been making fun of my own hair for years, you know? So it's like, I get that aspect of it. I just was not sure if it was coming from a cruel place or a funny, fun place.
0: Well, I always just want people to giggle. I mean, that's the goal for this podcast is just, I mean, it's silly. What we're talking about is obviously so ridiculous oftentimes. And I do give a lot of people nicknames. And usually it's something from the show because when I record my recaps, it's like an hour of just me talking. And, you know, I could say a whole slew of things that sometimes I, if I were to listen back to, I'd be like, oh, why did I say that? But with the nicknames, I we call Emily hip because in her tagline, she's like new hip. And then yeah. for you for a while, it was Casita. And so I hip and Casita sort of became your de facto nicknames. Taylor enough Armstrong is hers or mm-hmm. champs to bro. And so it did come out of a funny place, but yeah. And I I try really hard not to be mean spirited, but you know, I, I, I don't think I did, but I, I, you know, I could be wrong, but it always just was like, yeah, hip and Casita over here. And I thought it was silly, but you know, and I know sometimes people will take it and twist it, but I I always just yeah. want people to smile when they're
1: listening. I, I do too. And honestly, Danny, like, I do think we're getting to a place where like, you can't say anything. I and know. I don't really like that sphere. So I would like to allow you the freedom to call me that and use that. And I am going to give you the stamp of approval on that, but I am glad you brought it up. And I just want to reiterate that... I get it. You know, (laughs) I understand my life and my journey and everything, but like, I went into that casita because that was what was right for my children. And I will never regret being in that casita. And honestly, like I have a lot of strong memories from being in there and you do what you have to do for your kids. So I will own that and I will never regret that. And I will never take that back because that was a good, smart choice for my kids.
0: Right. And how is your home life doing now? So at the end of this week's episode, we see you're triggered, obviously, by Jen and her fidelity, which none of that adds up to me at all. Like I feel like every single week her story is changing, that Ryan's story is changing, and I've always been a little skeptical of her. Um, But you had been triggered by it. And how are you doing now? How did Travis deal with that whole situation when Jen came into the friend group?
1: So I think, first of all, ultimately, I consider those like two different issues. Yes, I know what you're saying about the Jen story, her journey and her truths. It is hard, you know, but also I will say this. She's talking about something that happened a few years ago, and it was all like a very heightened level of emotion. And I think that there are things that you remember certain ways because you're going through your journey of that. And then like, I think that Tamara was very involved because she was her actual friend at the time and going, and she was affected by it differently. So they're going to have different memories and different things. I also think there's like a lot of stuff that is probably very difficult for Jen to have to admit, like who wants to come into this? And then all your dirty skeletons are pulled out of that closet and everybody's like, look at that, look at that. And I understand the need or the want to rewrite history there a little bit. And I get that. And then there's my issue, which is Jen didn't cheat on me. None of this is her fault, but it really was becoming very difficult because you know how it goes. We're in Every time we're in a room together, this topic gets brought up and I have to listen to Jen justify why she did what she did. Of course, she's going to do that. That is her right. But I cannot help that it pissed me off. It really just created these like feelings in me that I needed to like get this out. And then, really, I think what pushed it over the top was I couldn't understand why Shannon, which Shannon has every is entitled to feel how she feel too, but I didn't understand why she was like now also going along with these justifications. It just made no sense to me, and it drove me over the edge. And I also didn't have my best friend on this trip. And it was hard, you know, and I felt like Heather's supposed to be my friend, but she's just left me to go up in this palace. And I'm down here in this bunkhouse trying to get along with a girl that I've been struggling with emotionally and Taylor, who I adore, but I don't know that well. And it was hard. And that's it. You know, I think that now life is very good. Ultimately, I will say I do believe it was actually a really good thing that happened for me because I think a lot of times when we go through trauma and we have kids or whatever, and we just do, you have to do what you have to do to get through, right? And I was just like, go, 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 kids, kids, kids. And then I didn't even realize necessarily that I didn't look at this deep enough to be able to get through it. And Jen, ultimately, I like thank her for helping me get through something and look at something that I didn't really want to look at.
0: And so how are you and Travis now? Are you guys good?
1: We're great. Yeah. Honestly, we're great. Me and Travis have always been great. Like that is a, a staple. It's a given for me. And I think that I'm so thankful that I have him because he is, the, you know, I, I don't blame Heather. Like Heather was giving me advice for what works for her in her relationship and in her life. But I have a different life and a different relationship.
0: And you and Heather at the beginning of the season, you weren't connecting and Heather alleged that sort of during the off season, maybe you didn't invite her to some things. Are you guys good now?
1: I think we're good. I think it's hard for Heather. Like she's a little Heather sensitive. She's way more sensitive than I think people realize. And so she did kind of struggle a bit at the, even at the beginning of the season, she was texting me like, oh, I was hurt by some of the stuff that you were saying. And I'm like, do you want to talk about it? And then she's like, not texting me back. And I'm like, I pissed off Heather. But then she'll text me a couple of days later and then she's like over it. And then we did have a good um, conversation because now obviously she's watching forward and she wasn't that great to me. And she admitted that and she was like, Gina, I was so hard on you. I feel so bad. And I think it's just about, you know, the balance of knowing that we're in this on this you know, crazy show together. The shit that happens to us is really real. And it's really hard when you go through it because you think it's one way when you're filming. And now we've had such a delay, we have to watch it back. And we basically agreed to try our best not to let this come between our friendship. Because whether people want to believe it or not, Heather and I actually do have a genuine friendship. It's just a difficult friendship because we are from different places and we do live very different lives, right? But we do ultimately care about each other and respect each other. And we're trying to stay there.
0: I'm worried about Heather. I love Heather on the show, even though sometimes I might not like what she's doing on the show, but I think she's so great for the show. But I'm worried because she did or seemingly sold the house in orange County. And I'm worried about her for next season. And it also seems like she's on the outs with, I think it's seemingly everyone, but you maybe.
1: Which is, I know, which is ironic because I've spent most of this season trying to convince Heather, look, I'm your friend. Why don't you just lean into that? Yeah. And she chose to kind of put her efforts elsewhere. And I don't think that that was in her best interest, but we are all, I'll tell you, when we ended the season, Tamara and Heather were not even speaking. And Tamara, Mm. it was more Tamara not wanting to speak to Heather than Heather. But now we are all on a group text together. And this is the first time And you know, this was my fifth go around this carousel. This is the first time ever I'm in a group text with every member of the cast.
0: I like that. I like that. I think this is the best cast. I, I think the casting this season is fantastic. Like I, that's why I said, I'm worried about because I just think for so many years, we've had so many people, a carousel of people coming in and it's like, none of them seem to gel. The chemistry seems so off for the longest time I thought.
1: It, yeah. And it,
0: then it now fantastic. it feels like, Oh, we got a good chemistry going. I'm like, I don't want the cast to change much. I, or at well, all. I I'm like happy to
1: hear that. I'm definitely happy to hear that Danny. Cause I feel the same way. And it, if not, look, we're, we are all different women. We have to be because that's what makes it interesting and entertaining show. But this is the first group that we have real history. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about it, it's so funny to me because Emily and I now feel like we've been at this for so long and yet we're still like low man on the totem pole, which is fine, but it's like, we've also existed in this world for six years now, you know, total, you know, and we all know each other. We all have history together and that in and of itself is entertaining. And then even Jen Petronzi the new girl, like we, a couple of us have known her for years. So that Mm -hmm. was really helpful too. It wasn't like they just plunked in someone that no one knew at all. So I think it makes sense. And it really was very real and very, a lot of emotions and a lot of like real drama. And and obviously like Tamra, you yeah, know,
0: yeah. she's good TV. I was, she's yeah. Good TV. yeah, I was calling for Tamara to be not on the show anymore. And then when she left the show, I was like, oh, we need her back. Um,
1: it was a good m- break. I think it was probably a good, healthy break though. Right. Like, why do you think, her-
0: why do you think the casting is hard on Orange County or, or that we've had such a turnover with, with some of the women since you've been there, at least.
1: I, okay. This is my, really my honest opinion. I think that Emily and I were casted at the same time. And I, I this is going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but like when I got casted, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know what I mean? I truly never thought I was going to get on the show. I was just a normal ass person who was like, this is so fun and exciting. This is cool. Like I'm going to go on this audition and wear my sequin dress, but I never really thought I was going to get on it. And that is like a diamond in the rough. These days, because now these shows, you you know, this is an empire, this Bravo housewives thing. And everybody wants to take it in that door. And they are so desperate to get in there and they will try anything and they will say anything and they will represent themselves anyway just to try to Mm. get in. But then it's like they're not really those people. And that's just not interesting. And fans are not stupid. Our fans are smart and they're savvy. And they see through all that bullshit, you know.
0: Do you keep in touch with any of sort of these ex housewives that you've worked with over the years? Like, do you ever hear from Bronwyn or Kelly or uh, I'm trying to think of or who was that woman? Um,
1: Doctor Jen,
0: Doctor Jen, and that other there one, Elizabeth. I always forget Elizabeth. Oh, no. Do you okay, hear from yeah. that any of them.
1: So, a couple things. So, first of all, I will say I think Elizabeth Vargas is a very, very, very sweet, kind woman. I don't know if she was right for this show clearly, but she is a very kind person. And she, so we keep in touch a little bit here or there. That was a rough um, season
0: too, in general, cause it was COVID. Yeah. And so it was, it, it was hard. That Maybe in general, the
1: fair <laughs> shake, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think, but I just think ultimately, even then she was like, Every time we were filming, it's like she was looking to, like, start a scene. And we're like, the job is just to be yourself. Like, really, it is, you know? And so, like, I think that was, like, a little bit of a miss. But she is a very cool, nice person. And this is very odd for me because this literally just happened, Danny. But I... Literally, when I my when the people article came out about my sobriety, Bronwyn actually did respond to that on my social media and congratulate me and say like that was awesome and stuff. And I was like, wow, I just like hearted it because I was like, keep my distance. And then I was just in New York for watch what happens live. And I was out with, I guess, like a mutual friend of hers. And He was just saying how she like, you know, in private speaks kindly of me and whatnot and was like a little nervous for that person to come into contact with me or whatever. And I was like, I don't want her to ever feel like that. Like, I don't wish her bad, nothing. So I reached out to her actually the other day. This was like maybe two or three days ago and just wrote her like, hey, I want to let you know I don't I'm really happy to hear like probably was ill. You know what I mean? And I kept saying it like on all my, I'm like, she's just, she needs to concentrate on getting herself well. And I think it's awesome that it seems like, from what I'm hearing, she is in a really happy, healthy place. I'm so happy for her and the fact that she gets to be her real, authentic self. Like, what a relief. And that's probably helping her stay and maintain with her health. And Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. So, in a rare in a weird turn of events oh. i i am now team Broadway. i always oh, thought yeah. she was a good housewife though
0: i don't know about that i,
1: I did <laughs> she naturally pissed me off you that's know? true
0: that's true yeah what about i always kind of wanted no i i didn't think noella got a fierce like i would i don't know that i want noella back like a full time or anything but i i kind of like her as like a little spice in there sometimes
1: I thought and I, and Noella was, at first, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so fun. She's going to be like, and she's so cool to look at. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I like this. But, like, ultimately, she just didn't get it, you know? And I don't wish any ill will on her either. Like, I, I agree with you in that, like, I think she's a really fun, like, decoration in the room. But I don't, I think it would be more hurt than help. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah.
0: And we're so perfect right now. Also, I want to just say we're perfect. Let's not rock the boat. Taylor's
1: a great friend. Taylor's yeah. so
0: good as a friend of, I I just love it. Okay. Talk to me about Tamara coming back. Like, were you nervous at what was going on with the two of you?
1: Well, I mean, like, I've always been cool, Tamara, but, and I don't really look too much into, like, the, you know, the stuff or, like, what's being said out there. But, I mean, I will say, obviously, I caught wind of the fact that she was, like, basically talking crap about all of us the whole time she was off the show. But, like, I kind of just have to pack that away because I get it. You know what I mean? She was really hurt, and it was really, but when she first got told she wasn't coming back, I was like, I think this is a (laughs) mistake. Like, don't do this, like whatever. But um, then once she was coming back and I kind of like processed those feelings, I was like, this is great for us. Like I had no doubt about it. And you know what? Tamara does, it's like these the housewives that I shouldn't say this because I should want to be this, but I just like being myself and I am who I am and I stay in my lane. I feel like you're
0: messier this season, Gina. I feel like you're messier. Which is so
1: bad because I'm
0: sober. No, I love it. I'm like,
1: why? My network was like, you're more vocal. And I was like, what? And I'm like, shit, I've been putting myself down. And apparently being sober is just like good for me health wise and probably good for me on the show. But it's a little scary for me. Um, But I do feel like, you know, the more sensational housewives, the judices, the tamras, the, you know, like all those kind of they they take a lot of weight. You know, they yeah. carry, a, like, a heavy load, and so that's the trade-off. And Tamara's really good at carrying that weight.
0: Tamara carries a heavy load, yeah. Exactly. She, she She is good for the show. And Vicky's going to be appearing wow. back. She's going to be appearing back soon, too. Tell me about Vicky. And also, I, I, can you just explain, like, Vicky's last appearance at the reunion, where she kind of has that, like, crazy meltdown, her last yeah. reunion. like. I want to know what was going through your mind. I know that's sort of a throwback, but talk to me about her coming back. And then also like what was going through your mind at that reunion when she's sort of imploding.
1: I think that this is me. She'll probably give me a whipping for this. But but I do think that Vicky at that reunion was this is my perspective was probably dealing with internal feelings of the fact that she was recognizing she was losing control of this whole thing. And I think that was probably very difficult for a woman like Vicky, who did have a huge part in the success and the franchising of this show to now be told you're no longer needed or relevant here. What a blow, you know, like that's difficult. And I think that that was her reacting to that and maybe not well. Um, I don't think she'll ever admit that, that or that, like that. Maybe she hasn't even really thought that through because I think she's just a very reactive person in general. Um, but, but again, like that's the thing that, like, I always sympathize with people. Look, when we get told we're not coming back, like, you know, that's the day you lose your job. Like, and then in public, everybody craps on you and says, yeah, like, I'm so glad she bought You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a shitty, shitty day. And like, nobody else like has to have that happen when they get, you know, told their, they get like a severance package and everybody feels bad for them, you know? (laughs) And it seems like, it
0: it seems like the housewives find out like sort of right when it happens or maybe- not too shortly before it's announced publicly, which I think would be challenging. So she comes back in the fold a little bit this season.
1: And she's great. I'm telling you, first of all, I don't know who this Vicky even is. She really loves me. And I'm like, what? Like, who is this woman? And I'm like, so here for it. Like, I adored her. It's such a hard thing because when Vicky comes on or you come on and she doesn't like you, you automatically now look at her for all of the bad things about her, you know, because she doesn't like you and she's not being nice to you and it's all directed at you. And then the second that she lets that go and she lets you in and she like respects you and appreciates you, you start looking at her for all the freaking great shit, which is there's a lot of great stuff about Vicky. She is so funny. And I will tell you, I ho- I don't know what they play and what they don't, but I'm one of the most it, no, it was the most hysterical thing. And that happened. To any of us on this entire season was a conversation that I had while sitting at dinner with Vicki Govelson in Mexico. The information that she told me literally was like a gift. I was like, what are you even talking about? This is the best thing I've heard in the past five years. The
0: information about another housewife? About
1: herself. Oh, okay. Yes. And what she does. She's just so like wacky and like you know how like her meters off so like she's like i am so prim and proper but then she'll be like like flashing people or like peeing out of bed like you know how she's just kind of off like that that's what i love about her though i really do
0: uh you hate shannon right do you hate shannon
1: i hate's a strong word i do don't you know what i mean but i i really struggle with shannon i would say i think it's obvious yeah and it's a difficult, it's a really difficult relationship for me to manage because it is, it, it's the way that Vicky used to be to me. I just feel like it's very one-sided, mm. but I feel like that's also probably the way a lot of people feel about their relationships with her. So I, I don't feel know. like it's none really of you like
0: Shannon. Me. I Even the people who pretend to like Shannon, I'm like, I don't think, I don't know. Where did you side on the Tamara Shannon of it all? Like when, she, when Tamara left the show. Do you think that Shannon did drop her as a friend? Because I don't think anyone would be friends with Shannon without the show. Am I off base?
1: I think that, okay. I think that Tamara was being extremely sensitive during that time because my true feelings is that I think that Shannon treated Tamara that way the entire time, but then they didn't have those forced opportunities during filming Mm. to get together and everything. And so like, I don't think Shannon, honestly, and I don't know why I'm giving her credit, but I do believe this. I don't think Shannon intentionally said to herself, she's not in the show anymore. She's not worth my time. I just think Shannon was being Shannon and she's not responsive to text messages. And she's really sort of like, she's selfish, you know? And I think that, 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 but Tamara really needed her then. And then I think Tamara's expectations of her were too Mm. high given the entire relationship that they had like i don't know what would have indicated to tamra that she would have acted differently during that time you know right. and and it just kind of is what it is
0: i do love shannon on the show i wanna i wanna say that um be free for the show i
1: i love shannon on the show too as much as it kills me
0: uh, yeah um you recently did a tiktok where you were weighing yourself because something that's come up with the housewives is like this Ozembic thing where like if anyone even loses weight it's like especially with housewives i don't know why it is with real housewives but i feel like if any of you post a workout picture or a bikini picture or whatever it's just like everybody's like oh they're on osempic and it or one of those whatever they are and you posted a thing and i don't know is it annoying to all of you i imagine like is your group text just like god they're all saying i'm on osempic again or like i don't know does that make sense
1: yeah totally. I think it's a I think the real story there is not who is on Ozempic and who is not. I think it's more why are we on a witch hunt number one and number two, like why are we like forcing women into a place where they either can't lose weight or anything without this like drug or whatever, or we have to tell people what we're doing with our bodies. Like, do I have to tell you every time I get a pap smear? Like, why is that not okay? And also like, really like what bothers me is the Emily thing. It really bothers me. And I get very protective of it because for six years now, Emily has had, and I've gone up and down and I get, you know, we all get trashed, but it's like for six years, she's had to listen To this narrative, you're fat, you're fat, you're overweight, ill, da 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 da. She works out every day. She tries her best, like everybody else, to eat as well as she can. She's got little kids at home. She's stressed. She's doing the best she can. You know, she's over 40. It's tough. And then she does something about it and she finds something that is working for her, right? And she's doing all this because everybody's telling her how horrible she looks right and she's chasing the thing and, and she's, now she's so stunning too and anyway yeah, yeah yeah, the whole time she's been stunning but yeah. it's like a mental thing you know and now she gets to this point she looks better than she's ever looked she feels great about herself and now she's being slaughtered for that right. you know it's not right she-
0: Gina, I know I got to wrap this up. So I, I want to I ask about, forever. no, it's okay. I want to ask about your podcast. And then also the two questions that I ask all of my guests are your favorite Mariah Carey song. And also if you were choosing for People Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? So that's three oh, okay, questions I easy. threw at you to wrap this up. I'm sorry. This is easy. Okay.
1: okay. So my new podcast is called Orange Country. My co-host is Sheen McAnally. It It has, we've aired three episodes so far. We're getting phenomenal feedback. So I'm really excited about it. It's not housewife based. We're very different people. Um, He's like from the country world. And I'm obviously from New York and, you know, Orange County. And it's very interesting. And some, it's very positive. It's funny. Sometimes it's emotional sometimes, and we don't really know what it is, but people are loving it. So it's getting a good response. I'm very happy about that. Mariah Carey song is definitely all I want for Christmas is you. And then um Jimmy Fallon, man. I'm right. still Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. My,
0: I've never heard that answer before. Interesting. He's
1: my celebrity crush.
0: Yeah. Icons. I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time. And I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver. With $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders, Dash Pass makes it super easy to Save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals, I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member only uh, menu items, uh, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code Iconic24. That's Iconic24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change. Terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here, and one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made, and so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out, uh, and also check out the show True Blood, Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Gina, I uh, do want to say that I've been uh, vocal about this on the podcast. I'm embracing my hip and casita era this season. So I've been really pro-hip and casita this season. So I know you. we had uh, talked about it earlier, but I really am embracing it because you two have been around for six years now. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm embracing the era we're in. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time and being such a good sport about it too. I, I really appreciate it so much. So Gina, everyone's going to watch the real house of Orange County on Bravo. I think it's just a fantastic season, like the kind of light drama that we needed after all the scandal stuff.
1: Yeah. Thoughts on Kyle,
0: thoughts on Kyle and Mauricio before I let you go?
1: I just, honestly, I just wish them well. I think they seem like a really, you know, from what I see, they seem like a really sweet, happy couple and everybody hits those rough patches. And if they can make it through, I think that's a testament to who they are as a couple. And if they don't, then that was the right decision for their family.
0: Right. Thank you so much for your time. Um, Thanks, Danny.